Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you and your kids grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hi, everyone. Thank you to the Homestead Education Podcast. Today, we have Abby Ranella on. She is a homeschool mom that teaches her kids in the woods, and I cannot wait to hear what she has to say. Hi, Abby. Hey, how are you? Wonderful. It's actually a beautiful day here in North Idaho. Uh, It's a beautiful day in my part of Idaho as well. (laughs) Finally. Yeah, she's on the south end. I'm on the north end. So (laughs) Uh, I actually I'm in my office, but I opened all my windows so that I can feel like I'm outside. I know we're finally there. We finally got rid of the lot. Well, there's still a little snow. Actually, there's still quite a bit of snow, but we're now at the point where we're having the kids shovel the snow into the street to try to melt it faster so that we can find grass. (laughs) See, I actually have grass, but I'm kind of in a banana belt where I'm at. So. Yeah. That's so nice. But the mountains all around me, they're still completely covered. Yeah, it was a wild winter. I know. So I'm right now sitting at my desk surrounded by all my garden starts because we can't get anything out yet. You know? So I'm like, I'm in a jungle right now. <laughs> Mine are all in the mudroom with my chicks <laughs> that I'm brooding. So perfect. <laughs> Tis the season, right? It's my favorite time. Like I was saying, I'm sitting here picking dirt out from under my fingernails because I'm trying to get my garden beds ready. Oh, I love that. I love it. You have to have a daily relationship with soil. Yes, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's definitely, and the sun as well. Yes. Oh, <sighs> I love the sun. Yes, me too. <laughs> Way up here. I don't know how bad it is for you guys. I mean, in the wintertime, it's dark at four o'clock. Oh yeah. And in the summertime, it's daylight at four in the morning. Yeah. It, it's a lot. We have long, <laughs> I mean, we, it's dark. Well, let's see. It stays light out till 10 in the summer, 10 at night. Uh-huh. And that makes it hard when you're raising little kids. Cause you're mm-hmm. like, they don't ever go to bed. No. <laughs> Or for us, we'll be working in the yard and some, suddenly someone will be like, I'm hungry. What are we yeah, doing t- for dinner? Totally. And I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know. We still need to run to the grocery store. Oh, wait, it's 10 15. Totally. That's exactly how I it guess is. we're eating tomatoes for dinner. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Good thing I have a garden. <laughs> yes, that is so how it is. I love it though. I wouldn't change it for the world. Right. So, um, you know, you do a lot of things and I'd love to just kind of have you give us a rundown of like everything that you have your hands into, because, (laughs) you know, then I won't feel so bad about how crazy I am. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, well, and if I miss something, you can, you can tag it in there, but, um, so I'm actually a former public school teacher. And when we had our first child, I was like, there's no way I'm putting my kids in there. So, um, we just didn't think that God gave us those kids for someone else to raise. So I came home, um, against everything that my family thought was sane and I decided to homeschool and they thought that was the craziest thing. Um, and I became so sold out in homeschooling that I ended up running our local homeschool co-op. I'm now on the state board, um, of, of our homeschool organization here in Idaho. And I speak, um, all over at homeschool conventions and on podcasts. And so it really is where I was lucky enough to meet Abby at our first North Idaho homeschool convention. Yes. It was awesome to be there. You guys have such an incredible community up there. It was really fun to come speak to your, your crew. So, um, so, I mean, that's my heart is our family and homeschool and just encouraging parents to, um, 
just think outside the box of education because I was so indoctrinated in education, having, you know, been in public school my whole life, gone to college to learn how to teach public school. I just thought that's, that's what you did. And, um, when we broke free from that, it was like the whole world opened. Um, and then I have never felt more stress come off my chest than the day I pulled my kids out of public school. Oh, that, that is beautiful. That's amazing. It was, it was eight years ago and I would not Wow. That's incredible. And we, I feel very, you know, it, it, we never put our kids in public school. And I think it's because I pulled myself out. Like you said, you pulled your kids out. I I had to pull myself out. Mm -hmm. And once I pulled myself out, I'm like, if I don't want to be in there, I'm not putting them in there. Well, when my kids started school, I was a single mom working 80 hours a week. Wow. So there was no other option. No, no. But But it probably made homeschool all the sweeter, you know, because it it really opened it up for you. When I met my husband, he was a disabled vet. He was able to be home with the kids and he really, he supported my career. And, but one day I just came home and I said, I'm missing everything. And he said, then let's get, we were living in California at the time, which, you know, there's a lot of stigmas that go with California. I think you're aware of those, but uh, (laughs) we lived in Northern California, which is a little bit different. That's Um, so funny when someone says Northern California, it just changes the whole dynamic. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you're normal. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Totally. I don't know why, but that's the truth. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I grew up on a cattle ranch, so I mean, right. Right. um, And that was, he goes, let's, let's get out of California. And if we do that, you don't have to work. Yeah. And that was like our first step towards that kind of freedom that we didn't even know within six months we had our kids home. So that is so awesome. And, and there, that's the word is it is it's so freeing. There is freedom. And for us, we, Mm -hmm. we really spent a lot of time in the outdoors. We spent a lot of time in the back country. We, I mean, we're, our family focus is really hunting and being in the back country and it really isn't possible if your kids are in the schools. So that was our first conversation about homeschooling is we were out in the woods and it was time to drive into town and pick and meet the kids on the bus because they were like five and six at the time. Right. And it was like, if we were homeschooling, they would just be with us. (laughs) Totally, totally. And that's how my kids have always like, they don't really quite understand the, I mean, the norm, I guess is what you would say, because this is just how they've always lived. So um, and so that we, we do a lot in the outdoor industry. We write for a lot of hunting and fishing publications. That's kind of where our focus is. And then, um, the other thing we have our hand in also is we run a nonprofit where we take then kids with disabilities and their families on outdoor adventures, hunting trips, fishing trips, that sort of thing. So that is amazing. Yeah, it was, well, we just have been so blessed to be able to do what we do and had so many resources just because of what we do that we thought, how how can we use this to, um, to help and bless others, you know, and how can we, I didn't even know you had that nonprofit. Yeah. I would love to get like a graphic or something for it and throw it up on my website. Yeah, for Beautiful. sure. Uh, so we just realized, you know, my husband said one day, what if, what if I couldn't do this with the kids? Like, what if something held us back, you know? And so we decided to take, you know, our sponsorships and the people that were back behind us and thought, let's use this to, to bless other families. So, you know, our first, you know, our first adventure, um, was taking two kids with down syndrome and their families on a jet boat sturgeon fishing trip, um, here in Idaho. So yeah, so we do, (laughs) (laughs) well, I have an autistic, I have an autistic son. So for the people who've reached out to him, it's really been special. Um, we actually, you know, we have a farm in 
Montana that doesn't sell their stock, but they sell to him to be able to show and stuff. So wow, that's so awesome. Yeah. And so that's really our heart is to just more than anything, support parents. So there's organizations that do that, but we don't just take the kid. We take the whole family. So basically okay. we're behind the scenes, helping the parents to take their own kids, because we just believe that families in the outdoors is just, mm-hmm. it's, it's beneficial for everybody. And so yeah. So that's, my dad that's was a hunting guide. Focus. So his favorite yeah. thing is to take kids on their first hunt. So yep. it's, it's really a blessing. It's really cool. So we're, we're excited about it. And oh, so that's, that's kind of who we are and what we do. I, that's I'm okay. That's enough. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what I was, uh, one of the things I was most excited to chat with you about is how you not only teach your kids, like in the outdoors, but that how you embrace like your seasons of life with hunting and with your homeschool schedule. And just, I, I really just want to have that whole conversation. Okay. Like how it works. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. Cause so many people ask us and for us, it's just normal. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, well, what do you want? Like, I, it doesn't yeah. seem odd, but the world is like, this is not normal. Like this is, we don't unique. do school during hunting season or spring right. planting. Yeah. I mean, that's just, how it we works. Do- we do school in the dead of the winter and actually the heat of the summer, we do right. a little bit of school in the morning. And then as we're heading out to the woods for whatever right. huckleberry picking or whatever that we're doing, we read and stuff in the car. Yeah, so exactly. So our school year is basically scheduled around, you know, hunting seasons. So mm-hmm. we, we do it, we school later in the summer and then we take off the season and, and for us, our kids are all, so it started, I mean, I was four days out of the hospital and we were with a baby on our back in the back country. It's just kind of what we've always done. I so, have breastfed on the side of a mountain. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So our kids don't know any different. So when people approach them mm-hmm. they they don't understand that it's odd. And then, you know, they have been with us every step of the way. It's all they know. It's all they do. And then when they come of age, you know, when my daughter turned 10, she harvested a bear and an, you know, a deer and an antelope and the whole bit. And then my son, he hit 10 and same thing, elk, deer, antelope. And then he, um, got this wild idea that he was going to shoot a bear with a bow at age 11. And we're like, well, (laughs) Hmm. And he was determined and he did it. And so they just, it, it breeds this, it it just, it creates who they are. So we do school. Mm -hmm. We are not, we are not unschoolers. We do, um, somewhat traditionally school. I mean, we do, I mean, I guess I, you wouldn't say it's traditional, but like for us, we don't have to do anatomy and physiology because we're field dressing an elk on the side of the mountain and botany is in the field. And Mm -hmm. so basically all of our sciences are taken care of, you know? Um, so that's kind of how we do it. We even do math in the field with um, using the maps and stuff. So totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, orientation and all, I mean, orienteering, all that kind of stuff, you know, and even ballistics. I mean, when Mm -hmm. they have to figure out the ballistics, that's all math. So it just works into our life. And it's, it's really been a part of my heritage. I, like you said, your dad was a hunting guide. I've never, I never remember a time where I wasn't out Mm -hmm. hunting, you know, and same with my husband, you know, it's, it runs deep in both of our families. So it's just kind of the norm for us. When I was a kid, it was still legal to stab pigs. Oh, as part of, you know, as a legal way to harvest a pig. Wow. Um, because they're uh invasive species in California. Okay. Okay. So 
one of like my, one of my first hunting videos is me, my dogs all on this pig and them getting me up there to try to stab my first pig. And I couldn't push hard enough. Oh, wow. So my brother was pushing and <laughs> I'm thinking I'm doing it like pigtails and <laughs> totally. Oh, that's so cute. And my that's dad, that was his favorite video fun. to show all the time. So oh, that's so funny. And I, I just feel like with my dad we... would have been the YouTuber of his time. He yep. always had a cameraman. Oh, really? Oh, that's so interesting. (laughs) I mean, my stepmom still has just a wall of VHS videos of all of his hunting trips. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I love that older generation. You know, that's that's so awesome. That's we have love having the pictures of grandpa up on the walls and dads up on the walls. So, Mm -hmm. but our, just, our heart is when you get kids out into the outdoors, you know, for one, they see the creator through his creation. And that is Mm -hmm. our greatest heart. Like just being in creation, it just opens their eyes to the bigger world and the bigger picture. And, um, we also noticed that when we get our kids out of the four walls into the outdoors, it's amazing what they shed when we leave and go into the Hills, there is not the fighting. There's not the bickering. It's like the teamwork comes together. Um, this year, for example, it was my, my eight-year-old, it was her first she can shoot a wild turkey. And so she Mm -hmm. worked so hard at it and her siblings just, they were her biggest cheerleaders. It was absolutely, Mm -hmm. it's just the camaraderie and the teamwork out there. And then also having to learn to be flexible because, you know, you're, you're out in the middle of nowhere. There isn't, it's pretty unpredictable. And if you forget something, you forget it and you're going to have to figure out how to deal with it. So it's just good for kids to be put into those situations and get out of their boxes and have to figure things out and entertain themselves. It's real. And yeah. Yeah you know, entertain themselves with sticks and rocks and not screens, you know, and our kids don't do screens anyway, but it's interesting because when we put one in front of them, it's unbelievably boring to them. You know, like they just, they, they struggle with it because they would just so much rather be outside and that's just how we raise them. And I, I pray that that's how they continue to go. Right. You know, we, we're not anti-screen. We are that we model. Yes. Healthy screen time. Yep. But even like today, I took my son with me to a business meeting and there was some toys there in the coffee shop, but you know, he's five and he eventually oh. got bored. And yeah. so I do have reading eggs on my work yes. iPad so oh, that, love reading so that he has something, you know, <laughs> yes, at least like, totally. and he, you know, he was like, yay. And he played it for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And the next thing I know, he was over there, like loading crayons into a little like push truck. Yes. You know? and yes. Yep. He's my, he's my really good one though. Like he gets up in the morning and sometimes he'll get up before us and like, I'll get up and walk in the living room and he's on his tablet. And he's like, I did my IXL mom. Can I get on YouTube for a minute? And I'm oh, like, sure, sure. <laughs> let me get my coffee and then oh, we'll move on to real school. You know, I love <laughs> those self-motivated kids. Those yeah. He does three math curriculums every day. Oh, wow. A weirdo like me, probably. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I oh, think if I would have been homeschooled as a kid, my parents would have gone broke on curriculum because you would have just got, was, got, gone through it. I was that lifelong learner, yeah. even as a kid. I wanted information all the time. So that is so cool. And it's just amazing how different all of our kids are, you know, and learning oh, yeah. and figuring it out. And whether it's sitting at the desk doing school or in the hills, we just see such a difference, a unique difference. But yet, they can work so well together. And mm-hmm. I just, I love that, but it is as a mom, I always was under the impression, like your kids are who you raise them to be. And then I'm like, Oh no, no, your kids are who they are. And you have to figure it out. And then I was oh, under yeah. the impression that once I have one figured out, well, then I just coast through the rest. And then I'm like, Oh wait, no, they're all completely unique. <laughs> and um, I got to figure my, out each one. 
I have taught all my kids to read. I read to them. I provide them with every possible book they could want to read, even, you know, on the subjects that they're interested in, like hunting and stuff. And my 18 year old would rather burn out his own corneas than have to read anything. Oh, isn't that wild? Like anything. Like he, uh, and he also has oppositional defiance disorder. So he will okay. like purposely not read what's on labels. Oh, cause he doesn't <laughs> want to read. Doesn't want to read anything. Wow. There'll be a day. My guess is he wants to know something and he's going to have to read to figure it out. So there'll be a different motive there. He's an electrician's apprentice and has to get his actual certificate now. So, okay. He's working on his, he's working on his GD on his own time. So, okay. There'll be his, yeah, that's, what's going to have to take to motivate him. Mm -hmm. Wow. He he likes that paycheck. So yeah. (laughs) Well, good. That's good. Right. I think he just likes it that his girlfriend likes the paycheck, but mm. yeah. <laughs> she's uh, a sweetheart. She, uh, um, she's a wheeler, like her family owns an off-road thing and she's like a young, she doesn't even have a driver's license yet and can wheel better than him. So, wow. That's yeah. amazing. She, she's pretty cool. We approve. <laughs> we approve. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Um, so I love it how you celebrate each kid as they turn old enough to, start hunting. I mean, I I love it. Like that was, um, our kids get a, I make them a camo cake on their 12th birthdays, but it it used to be 12th birthdays. Now they can be 10. 10. When we lived in California, it was 12. So yeah, that's so cool. And it's been, that's definitely something that we have instilled in them and that they have embraced. So So for example, our youngest is now, she just, she just turned to nine, but like you can hunt big game at 10, but you can Mm -hmm. hunt smaller game at at earlier. So this year was her first year to do a Turkey, for example. And my other two have already harvested their wild turkeys and they were, they were just so excited for her. There was never, there's never this competition with them. Well, she, she had blown a couple stocks and, um, missed a couple shots. So my oldest, we were at their very last day and, and the other mm-hmm. two were like, we don't harvest until she does. That, was, that was their, yeah, they were like, no. And we got to the last day. So we started, my husband and I were like, okay, maybe we could have the conversation. Like it is the last day. And, you know, and she started to tear up and she said, I think, I think I want someone else to go now. Like, it's not fair that I get the whole time. And the kids were like, no way, we're not going to do it. And we're not going to do it. We're in it for you. And finally she was like, no, I really, I really want the big kids. Like, like I'll have another chance. So, um, so the next, the next opportunity that came, my son was the first one to be able to, to pull up and shoot. And when he did, he grabbed his little sister and picked her up and swung her around and said, that's our Turkey. We got it together. It's ours. And I think that's really what we have really tried to instill in them is we do it together. You know, we, we scout together. We, backpack mm-hmm. in together. We harvest together. We pack out together. I'm we butcher together up. and it's, uh, and it's because our... these are uh, my last call. I just have to say it was so emotional oh. that it's like carrying over to this one, but these are things that I would just, I love oh. how they are, our, our kids, they, um, they connect better in these ways. And I just, yes. I watched it even with my daughter. She, she's a heck of a shot, but yeah. she's scared of the gun in the moment. Oh, right. Okay. And she does the same thing. Like I want the boys to get something. Cause I love tracking right. and like they'll do something and she like pushes them out of the way and is gone now after, after their deer yeah. oh, <laughs> because she so wants cool. to be the one who finds it. And she's so proud of herself every time, but that's so you know, cool. She's 14 it is, now it and... is so neat to see them connect and our kids, they know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Like 
you know, one of them has the eyes, the eyes like that. I, he was, I swear it was like, mm-hmm. he's got 20 power in built in. And, yeah, so and then just, she has really bad eyesight. So you, she depends the, on someone else. Yeah. Like in the moment, like, well, when we're like shooting at the range, she yeah. is an amazing shot, but she's just afraid in the moment, in the moment. because she knows how much effort she has to put into being able to see. And right. I was the same way when I was a kid. Cause I wore glasses. Okay. Now that I wear contacts, I'm a really good shot again. Right. Because and so I'm, <laughs> I keep telling her like, you know, she's kind of messy. So I'm like, get yourself together and we'll get you contacts. You know? <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. And so they really do depend Well, and this is with anything, whether you are in the outdoors or not, the privilege of homeschooling, the benefit of homeschooling, the blessing of homeschooling is that we can teach our kids. You know, we all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. We're all wired a certain way. And when we are one as a family, you know, we can, we can carry each other's weaknesses when, when we're backpacking and the backpack gets too heavy for one, we can carry each other's burdens a little. And then when that person gets tired, mm-hmm. we can, you know, pass it around and I'll carry the tent and then you carry the tent. And, and it's just a beautiful example of just the design of family. And then that's also why, and that's what inspired us to start the nonprofit is we realized we, we are able-bodied and we can mm-hmm. carry the burden of others. And if they're is a child or a family or a father or a mother that wants to take their kids out, but they just, it takes a lot, you know, you have a child with autism. It takes, sometimes it takes more. It takes a team mm-hmm. to be able to, and if we can come alongside and help another parent experience this, then why not? We, I mean, we would love to do that. So it's just, it's a beautiful example of where we can just come together as a team. We need each other out there. Absolutely. I, you know, I know that the experiences in my life that have to do with ag and hunting and those times where I was fully invested mm-hmm. have had so much more of an impact on me than anything else. And actually, I mean, at one point changed my whole course of what I even wanted to do with my life. I, you know, I think we all go through our moments where we pull away from where we really want to be. And I went through my moments where I pulled away from I don't want to hunt. I don't want right. to, you know, I'm not interested in it anymore. You, you know, know my, early, right. my early 20s, you know, yep. it's cool out. I don't want to go. I, I miss totally. those years now because he <laughs> passed away a few years ago. Aww. Um, But yeah, my, the first time I realized that I needed to change what I was doing is I was in college and I was taking an English class and, you know, we had to write about, um, you know, describing like a single moment. And I described what it was like waiting for the sun to come up on a hunt with my dad and like what it smelled like, what it felt like, you know, that like some people don't ever get to really experience this, but you know, that moment when everything is colorless, when the sun is coming up. Yes. Yes. And I mean, it just, it, it's not even black and white. There's just no color. Incredible. Right. Yeah. And it's just those moments. And at the end of that year or that semester, my instructor came to me and he goes, you don't need, you're going to school for business. You need to be in agriculture. You need to be right. Or, you know, you need to be writing about your dad. He goes, I grew up on a cattle ranch in Texas and I didn't realize how much I missed my dad until you painted a picture of what it was like being with him out on the range. Right. And, um, I just, amazing. he actually helped me get published for the first time in a hunting magazine and it turned my whole life around. And so I know that every opportunity I get, I want to give those moments right to my kids. Back. Yeah. And it is, it's taking your heritage, you know, cause we, my, I come from a hunting heritage. My husband comes from a hunting heritage and then passing that down into our legacy. And, mm-hmm. and that's with anything, not just, I mean, it's, there's a lot of people that are listening that they're not, they're not hunters and that's totally, but 
oh, yeah. anything, whatever your heritage is, whatever matters to you, whatever connects you to your kids, whatever builds your family unit and, and brings you closer and helps you depend on one another in a new way, whatever that is, pour that into your kids because that's the legacy you're passing down, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. ag, whether it's, you know, being we're, we're, you know, 2000 up and six miles in and it's, you know, 17 degrees and three feet of snow, <laughs> or if it's, if it's whatever you do, I mean, it doesn't matter. You could be smack dab in the middle of a city. And, and if take what you love and what matters to you, what brings your family close, what brings and unites you and pass that down to the generation. It doesn't matter what it does because ultimately what it's about is the relationships is the relationships that are being built between you and your kids and your family. I I couldn't agree with you more. I I actually, I talk about raising self-sufficient kids a lot. And in one of my talks, I say, your teens are never going to talk to you sitting behind their devices, right? Take them outside and put them to work, but not making them do the work. You stand right next to them and do the work with them. And they're, they are going to open up to you in ways that you didn't even, Yeah. Absolutely. I get my kids like shoveling in the chicken coop and those are our best days. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. There's not the distractions. You're in it together. You're shoulder to shoulder. You're bearing each other's burdens. You're working Mm -hmm. together. And then you get to step back and go, look what we did. Mm -hmm. Like, look at the chicken coop we built or look at the animal we just packed out from the back country or look at the shed we built together. I mean, whatever it is, you did it together and there is a sense of accomplishment that came from doing it together. And Mm -hmm. we get the privilege with homeschool to do that because I look at so many families and while the kids are gone for eight hours a day, mom and dad are working their tail end off. And then, then it's sports and it's activity and it's activity. Mm -hmm. And then, then on the weekends, everybody's too tired to really dive into these things together. And I just feel like relationships are, are starving. And, and with homeschool, we have these opportunities to work hand in hand side by side and build the life that we want together. Raising our partners. Yes, absolutely. Not someone that's, yeah, you being raised by someone else. I just, yep. I didn't see that at one point. And even when I first brought my kids home from school, I still wasn't doing it because I was, was seeing it someone else raising them. It was just the stress that was going along with having right. the kids in school. But there was, a, you know, the other things going on and it was just, now I look back on it and I almost mourn the time I missed with them. Right. Right. But, but you can't go back. You can say, Hey, we re redeemed the time that we could have missed with them, yeah. you know, and, and but I, I savor it. my time with my three and five-year-old who their only understanding of school is co-op one day a week, you know, right? totally. But my daughter, she's like a little mini mom <laughs> and she puts together these school lunches for them on Wednesday. Oh, that's and so cute. That's the only day they get like Capri Suns and Lunchables. Ah, they, totally. You know? And they love it. I'm sure my kids yeah. love to do that too. Or sometimes <laughs> they just want to pack a lunch to go into the backyard. Like, can we pack a backpack and a lunch when they were little? So right. but something you said made me think like, if you are a parent that brings your kids home from the school and you're mm-hmm. like, we're going to do this working side by side, we're going to do this home, this homesteading thing together. And And you find that your kids are bucking you and you're like, Hey, wait, we heard Cody and Abby say like how lovely this would be. Uh I want to tell you that when your kids have been in the system, they, they, if they don't, if they don't know what you're doing, they, they are going to buck you and you need to work through that. And you have to remember too, somebody else has been raising your kids. So Mm -hmm. your kids' expectations are what those people put on them. So they're going to make you nuts because somebody else Mm -hmm. has told them 
what their expectations are. But now that you have them home, you get to instill what the expectations are. Yeah. You get a reset and say, this is how things work, but it's, it's going to take time and you need to give your kids grace because it's yes. going to be a shock to them because Absolutely. you just pulled like, them from one thing to the other. Yeah. Don't bring them home and expect them to help you build a fence. No, absolutely not not. happening. (laughs) No, tell them. And honestly, I've always told parents who are like, I can't get my kid off the screen. I'm like, then you know what? Grab the screen and sit your kid next to you while you're building the fence and start conversation. And pretty soon you're going to notice that the screen starts being set on the grass a lot more often. And then maybe next time they Mm -hmm. forget to bring the screen out until pretty soon they're out there with the hammer, helping you build the fence. So Mm -hmm. don't. Don't go from zero to 60 in one step. You're going to have to ease your kids into it because, because they've been somewhere else, you know, and you're bringing them home. So you're going to have to re regroup and reset and recalibrate what that looks like. I also see a little bit of, well, I don't want to upset them. Yes. Right. You know, so they're going to be upset for an hour. (laughs) I know. Then they're going to get bored. That's part of our job is to upset them. (laughs) You know, and well, the thing is that we don't accept that boredom is okay. Boredom is the best thing in the world for kids. It's going to breed creativity. It's going to breed hard work. And you know what? It's something that upsets your kid. I mean, you're going to upset your kids. Sometimes we upset people when we speak truth. Sometimes we're going to upset our kids if they want to throw, you know, glass off the roof and we tell them no. But our job isn't to always be pleasing our kids. Our job is Mm -hmm. to be raising our kids to be contributing adults into a society that fear and love the Lord and that can function. Okay. Do you, do you have a quote? Do you have a verse for me on that one? On what? Teaching and training your children up in the way of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. They're everywhere. Start with Deuteronomy, right? Start, okay. in, start in Deuteronomy six. And it talks about, it is our job to teach and train the kids in the way of the Lord. When we rise, when we walk by the way, basically all the time. And it's not really possible to, to I always obey like- that command without, with, if your kids aren't with you. I, um, I wasn't raised in a church. Okay. I decided I was, we were always Christian. I just wasn't raised in a church. I decided I wanted to be in a church as an adult. Oh, that's amazing. And so I always feel like I'm not very good at teaching like devotion, but I do teach the kids how to read the Bible, where to find it. That's all that matters, Cody, because the reality is that it's, if you take them to the word of God, the Holy Spirit's going to teach your kids. Mm-hmm. That's your job. You just take them to the word of God and the word of God teaches. And there's so much in there. Like, I figure I just do the best I can and he'll take yep. it the rest of the way. Absolutely. You be honoring and obedient to the Lord. And he's, he's got your back. He loves your kids more than even you. But I even love the verse in there that says you don't work, you don't eat. And so we have a generation of parents who are not making I, their kids work. They're not contributing. I tell my kids when I finally decided to go to church, it was Southern Baptist. And if, yeah. if you weren't helping yourself, God ain't helping you. Ah. <laughs> so that, That's what the church, that's what the church said, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but well, it is the, a little bit of that. If you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. And, that and that's is, actually the verse because God does, God does help us when we are at our wits end and we cannot help ourselves, but it does mm-hmm. talk in there about the value of work and how it builds our character and that we do need to work. And um, the work is a gift. I mean, I even go back to, so you as a person in ag mm-hmm. would appreciate this. Like you go back to the garden of Eden where everything was perfect and you had nothing but Adam and Eve. And it said that Adam worked and that was before sin. So work is not mm-hmm. a sin. Work is not a result of the fall of man. Work is a gift from God, hard work. So if you are packing an elk out of the back country, like we do, that work is a gift. Or if you are what you guys do, you know, you're, you're running all this stuff you do. It's a gift because it, 
It's a mm-hmm. blessing to us and it grows us and it encourages us. And so it's a gift that we need to pass down to our kids um, by having one them work of the first of us. One of the first lines in my talk on raising self-sufficient kids yeah. is I ask everybody, do you know what the difference between a chore and a responsibility is? Oh, and they and, all kind of, yeah. what? A, a chore is an obligation and a responsibility is a privilege. Ooh, I love that. And that's, I teach I love that. my kids and everyone else that I can, why it is a privilege to get to work the way we do it. And it's because we have our homes, we have our families, yes. we have our jobs. We have the animals that provide for us the land that provides yeah. for us. And that is all a privilege. That is so good. So even when we ask the kids to unload the dishwasher and they grumble and complain, we say it is a privilege to be able to sit down and eat the food that we have on the plates that we have. Like it is mm-hmm. a privilege that we even have these dishes, you know, that's, yeah. that is such a good way of, of wording it to the kids. And then you're going to get a lot less, you, you don't grumble and complain when you realize I teach the why behind it. I don't just preach that at them, you yeah. know, yeah. but it's, you know, things like you taking the trash out makes it where I can cook your dinner faster. Right. And you're lucky right. to have it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was biblically, the to... Bible talks about being stewards of what we've been given. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need yeah. to be stewards of what we've been given. And, you know, I was actually talking to another homesteader about this recently, and she was saying she'd recently lost her milk cow um, while she was giving birth. Mm-hmm. And so she's having to bottle feed this calf. And she's like, I needed to hear that this morning because I wow. am heartbroken over losing my cow, but feel obligated to this calf. Right. But I'm so thankful to have him. Right. It is a privilege to have him. Mm-hmm. That really takes away when you look at it, the way that you said it, it takes away the grumbling and complaining, doesn't it? Like, mm-hmm. because Probably these still are grumbling and complain sometimes, but <laughs> we are because we're human and we're flesh, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, so yeah, I grumbled and complained good. when I was getting out of bed this morning. So <laughs> I know. Well, that's age. I'm feeling that right. as I age. <laughs> I'm like, I don't just hop out of bed like I used to. <laughs> I'm um trying to get caught up on some really exciting work, which uh-huh. causes me to when it's exciting, I won't stop. Yes. Aww. It's uh I don't, you know, I don't know if it's an right. ADHD thing or something, but I get locked in and I don't stop. Uh, so so about you're not two, sleeping. I'm not sleeping. Yeah. So about two o'clock this morning, I was like, oh. I think everybody went to bed. That's hilarious. And you were <laughs> I was, still going. I was literally in the living room working. Yeah. And my husband said something about like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then I'm probably going to go turn on the TV. And I'm like, okay. Never I, remember anything after that. No. <laughs> but you know what? That's such a good lesson was, for our kids too, because when you're excited about something, yeah, you want to pour your heart into it. And so if we can help our kids come alongside us and catch the vision and mm-hmm. get excited about what we're doing, then they're going to want to work at it, you yeah. know? I mean, I saw that with my daughter, um, at a homeschool conference recently, she's starting to get really excited about wanting to write. She's been taking a debate class at co-op and she's really excited for that. And just kind of, I'm seeing her blossom into something. Right. And I was talking to this group and I said something about my daughter sitting there and somebody goes, can I ask your daughter a question? And I look at her and she's like, eh, whatever, sure. you know, I don't even remember what the question was. Cause I kind of black out sometimes when I'm talking, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a little nervous, you know, right. like, I it went well, but, um, just something about how she manages her chickens, okay. <clears throat> because I talk about, um, rather it being like chores, their management roles on the farm, you know, right. like, okay. you aren't just feeding the chickens. You are in charge of the chickens. Right. So, right. And so they were asking her some questions about that. And at first she was shy. And next thing I know, she was addressing this room, yeah of 150 people and didn't even have her mic on a mic on her. 
And I was just like, That's she's amazing. my shy one. Aww. You know, she's she had a vision. Therapy. She was excited. It was something she cared about. I mean, she's in speech therapy because she can't project well. Wow. And then she and, just did it. But yeah. that also tells us that when we get kids out of their desks in their little rows mm-hmm. in the four walls of school, and they're all learning the same thing because they're all being robot taught, like they're the same mm-hmm. kid and we get them out of there and we find who they are and their gifts and their talents and what sparks their passion. And then we can teach to that. No longer is school even going to be a battle or a chore because you're teaching to what excites them. And pretty soon they're just taking off. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids are even excited to do their algebra because they both want to go into a science field. So they see the value of it. It's Mm -hmm. not just, it's not just a chore. Like you said, they see the value in it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I mean, I have 14 year old twins. It's not always easy to get no, them. To the and it's not but... always going to be, but it's not always easy for us. I don't always go yeah. skipping out to my garden to weed. I mean, no. <laughs> well, I think that's, you know, it just kind of goes back to that. You know, you pull your kids out of school. Don't expect them to build a fence with you, right? but you keep embracing their passions and the things that they yes. actually want to do. Exactly. And you're, you're going to see amazing things. Yep. Yep. You will see the fruit of it. And it might not be today and it might not be tomorrow, but you will see the fruit of it. You know, my 18 year old that I talk about, that's an electrician's apprentice now with his determination, he was either going to do something great or be in jail. I mean, yeah. and I, wow. I mean, he's been, he has been challenging, like yeah. very, very, he, he's so oppositional that, I mean, he would sit there at the school table and he would go through all the motions. He would pull out his work. He'd set it there in front of him. When we said, okay, time to switch to English, he'd put his mouth away. And at the end of the day, I'd say, let me see your work. And it would be blank pages. Wow. And he would look us dead in the eye and go, did you erase it? Oh, <gasps> oh my word. Like, oh, you brain... were in a challenging place. <laughs> and he would be so convinced. You must have erased it. And I mean, wow. he would just get so mad. I'm like, yeah, I sat here and erased your work, like just so we could have this fight. Oh my goodness. And, um, you know, like I said, he, at 15, he was like, I don't want to do school anymore. Can I get a job? I'll get a job. Wow. And the neighbor, he actually ended up getting a job with our neighbor. And within a few months he was running our neighbor's business basically. That's incredible. And he got offered a job laboring for an electrician. And now he's an electrician's apprentice. He's worked for two different electricians locally. And one of them basically said like, okay, you need to get your GED. So um, if you want your paycheck, you better go to class this week. And I was like, (laughs) that's incredible. But you know what, if he would have been in school, he probably, like you said, jail or success. And he probably would have been in jail, Mm -hmm. but because you kept going and you kept letting him follow the things that mattered to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll, he'll own a electrician business someday. Mm-hmm. I'm sure hiring him, you know? Yep. That's and amazing. You know, everywhere we go, like there was a fire call. My husband's on the volunteer fire department. We got a call that, you know, somebody had wrecked at a off-road event and we went out there and our son met us there to, because he's on the fire department too. So he got the call and, um, <clears throat> we got there and they're like, Oh, that's your son. He is a great kid. Oh, and it's just like, there's the fruits of your labor. You didn't give up on him. You didn't Mm -hmm. give up on him. He actually doesn't. He, when he turned 18, he moved out because his job, we live 40 minutes from town and his job and the school he's going to go to are another hour and a half past that. Oh, wow. So he's like, can I move to town? I found a place that they're going to let me like basically rent it for free. Just do maintenance on their other houses and stuff. And 
That's like, awesome. You know, it makes sense to you. So yeah, do yeah. it. You know? Well, and you raise a, a self-sufficient kid that's going to contribute to mm-hmm. society and, and be, and able I know to... he can cook, so he's not going to starve. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And he well, even does laundry. Kids, we have too many kids with college degrees that couldn't, can't, don't live on their own that mm-hmm. don't go out and get jobs that don't contribute to society that don't mm-hmm. know how to cook that couldn't even get an apartment of their own yeah. but yet they have how many thousands of dollars of debt and they have all these degrees behind them their name but what good mm-hmm. is that if you can't if you don't have life skills exactly you know my husband was gone on a fire last summer when i was finishing a book my daughter was actually helping me finish the book because life just got so crazy my 14 year old autistic son handled the whole farm and <laughs> cooked all of our meals during that, that time. Incredible. He's obviously high functioning, but right. Right. You know, it's, that was a real challenge for him. Cause I kind of just had to, and the babies were all, you know, he was dealing with them too, but he rose up to the challenge. Yeah, huh? He did. And I, I, I rewarded him with two nights in a row. He got frozen burritos, <laughs> <laughs> There you go. See, <laughs> but I mean, he was even, I, he was making real legitimate meals and That's I was awesome. just, he, he took it like, he was like, mom, we've had mac and cheese <clears throat> two nights in a row. Do you mind if I try cooking this? Wow. See, Do it. and then he could step back and be proud of himself and see, look what I did. Like, look what mm-hmm. I accomplished because somebody gave me the chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, so cool. I was so busy up against a deadline. I had to just kind of be like, I don't even care if we, you know, he'd be in <laughs> days something. for dinner every night. Like I just do something, you know? Right. Oh. <laughs> and I mean, being on with my husband got on a fire, we had the guys calling us like some guy burned himself. Can you bring some of your salve? Like, Hey, we're hungry and we can't get off the line. Can you make a bunch of burritos? And I'm like, Oh, like luckily we had the neighbors had gotten a depredation elk and they brought it to us. And we spent, that was a story I was going to say earlier is one of the things with kids being home is somebody called us in the middle of the night and said, we have an elk. We don't have room for it. Do you want it? And I mean, we stayed up all night long and cut yeah, up, team up and yep. um, spent the whole next day making, you know, burger and sausage and smoking it and everything we could do to get it in our freezers. And, and so when this fire hit, I had a whole shelf of canned elk and I was able to make tacos for all these That's guys. So and awesome. That was, and my kids and were kids, so, and they got to see how they contributed. And then you could take what you had and mm-hmm. bless others with it. And that's, I mean, isn't that our purpose is not for just self, 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 but then to be able to mm-hmm. take what we've been given and turn around and bless others. And, and we get an opportunity to do that as we homeschool because mm-hmm. our kids don't come home exhausted and they're not, you know, running ragged all day. They get to be a part of the day to day and the communities mm-hmm. around them. Yep. You, you really get to see a different side of your kids. And, you know, I, I would, love to sit here and say that homeschooling is the only way. But like I said, I was, I was that single mom that it wasn't an option, you know? And so when you're still able to do some of these things we talked about with our kids, you know, getting them outside, taking them to have real life experiences, teaching them those life skills. Well, and whether your kids are in school or not, Mm -hmm. everybody has weekends, everybody has summers, everybody has spring breaks, everybody has after school. So I would almost say that it's even more important for those families to recapture that lost time. If your kids are in school, Mm -hmm. you have even a greater opportunity and obligation than when they're not in school to let them be side by side with you doing real life. So it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not that, oh, my kids are in school, so we can't do that. It's your kids are in school. So now you even get to do that more, you know, like Mm -hmm. when they're home, make it count, make every moment count. 
Yeah, I agree. So I can't believe we've already talked as long as I know. It's been a great conversation. (laughs) Um, My favorite question for all my guests is what does keep growing mean to you? Oh, wow. I love that. You didn't even prep me with that. I didn't. That's why. Because you're going to give me your best answer. Ah, You know, my show is all about growing your own food and growing as a person. Right. So keep growing. I love that. So um, for me, what keep growing is, is, and, and as you get older, you realize you, you don't ever, well, you should never stop growing. So I would say keep growing means keep being refined in who you are as a person, keep contributing to the world around you, keep becoming, and for me, keep pursuing who God created me to be and what his plan is for me and pouring that into my children, keep growing mentally, emotionally, spiritually, read good books. I mean, I'm like obsessed right now with historical fiction, you know, and my kids are like, why do you read so much? Like they must think that you stop reading and I'm like, keep um, growing. Right. I, I have like 12 <laughs> books next to my chair right now on right. geology. So yes, because we keep <laughs> growing because until we die, we want to keep growing or else because when you're not growing, what are you doing? You're dying. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, just every day, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and, and socially, what can I do to keep growing? I love that. So that for, for me personally, growing in my spiritual walk and passing down, like we talked, passing down to my children so that as I'm growing, I'm watching them grow right alongside with me. That's, that's an off the cuff answer. I love it. (laughs) You know what? Um, half the time I get the title of my show from what people say, or for that episode from what people say during that point. So it's the best answers that I can get. Yeah. That's All so right. great. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah. So our website is called to the top.com. Um, you can find us at called to the top or just Abby Ranella on any social media. And I'll um, link all this, but yeah, Instagram. And then if you're interested in the nonprofit, you can get there from our website, which is called to the top. And, and there you will find all of our hunting outdoor articles that have been published, homeschool articles that have been published. But really my greatest heart is that people would come on over and connect with me because I'm just a mom, like everybody else doing the day-to-day stuff with everybody else. And we need each other to build each other up. So come say hi over on Instagram or Facebook. You'll find us at me at Abby Ranella called to the top is my outdoor stuff. If you're interested more in biblical homeschooling, it's Abby Ranella, his calling my passion. So there's two different things there, depending on what you're interested in. That's great. Thank, well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank and you. I hope we get to chat again soon. We will. We will. And I get to see you soon. So <laughs> yes. enjoy the beautiful spring weather. Thanks for having me. Right. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education. And I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing.